0: We've all got a responsibility to ourselves, I think, is to work out how we can love ourselves. And when we can do that, I think we've um, solved some of one of the mysteries in life. So, for whatever reason, and I don't know why, there's so much torment that we deal with because we we haven't mastered that yet.
1: Welcome, welcome to P.S. I Love Me, the podcast. I am your host, Gina Swire, international self-love expert, coach, author, and manifesting queen. And I am on a mission to help a billion women fall madly in love with themselves and get everything they want in their life. And that, my friend, includes you. This podcast is for down-to-earth women who love spirituality manifesting and laughing at life's challenges and remember with self-love anything is possible good day to you gorgeous ones i am so happy to be bringing you this podcast today so this podcast is all about dad codes and this is something it's all around the father wound This is something that a lot of us carry. Some people don't. Um, And this is a sliding scale. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to be, you know, all the way over. It could just be a touch of it. It could look like not having a dad at all or not even knowing who your father is, or it could be that maybe your dad physically abandoned you as a child and wasn't there, or maybe he died, or maybe um, he emotionally wasn't available for you, or maybe he was really busy with work or other things, and so when you were with him, he didn't have his full presence with you, and, you know, you felt not cared for in that way. Or it could even just be little things like maybe... um, your dad forgot to pick you up from school one time and it created a little micro trauma or a massive trauma. Um, It could be that as you've grown up, you don't feel um, super connected with the father or you don't feel like you get on anymore. Or maybe as you've grown up, something has happened and maybe you've lost contact or maybe you've fallen out or maybe you feel you can't speak to the father about something, you know, this can show up in all kinds of ways. So as you know, if you've been watching my podcast for a while, um, this has been a big part of my personal journey because my dad left when I was eight and he died when I was 24. And so for a lot of my life, I haven't had I've had a dad but I've not had a dad present with me. And so because of that I have um become the dad. <laughs> so if you know me you may know that I like to organize things and I like to pay for things for people and I like to you know come in as that kind of like safe masculine for a lot of people. Um and yeah this is something that growing well growing up not so much but being in bali for the last 7 years and other conscious communities and around a lot of people who um study masculine and feminine energies or tantra or polarity or any kind of personal development really there's been some stories whether they're mine or not which i may have taken on board that, you know, I need to be more feminine, or I need to be more masculine in certain times, or, you know, sometimes, um, especially with empowered women, women like me who have a business who I've traveled around the world on my own, I'm super independent, I have all my own money, I don't necessarily like need to have someone in my life, you know, Um, my desire is that I absolutely do have someone in my life and that they are a masculine presence and they can kind of take the reins on some of these things. And yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is there was a very subtle part of me subconsciously that maybe thought that my masculine was super developed and I also think my feminine is really developed. If you've ever seen me, you'll know that I'm pretty feminine in a lot of ways. And um yeah, I also kind of sort of pushed my strong masculine away and have thought I need to be slightly different to attract the kind of masculine man that I want to have in my life. and. Basically, when I was in Peru, when I was with the medicine, which if you don't know about this, you can look back a few episodes to my medicine journey podcast with Kim, and uh, we go into this a lot more. But one of the big downloads that I had was around this father wound, was around um, me slightly pushing away my strong masculine. And the medicine really asked me to really honor that part of myself and really honor my path and know that there is no reality that exists that anything in my story is not perfect for. So um, the fact that I have a really strong masculine and a really strong feminine will be perfect when I come into sacred union with myself and with anyone else on the outside. So yeah, these downloads started happening. And then something else that happened was I was drinking with Humor, which is a plant medicine. It's also called San Pedro. And all of a sudden, I realized about 10 hours into my ceremony that San Pedro and Pedro is Peter. And my dad his name was Peter, and I was like, "Oh, interesting." And I was really like, kind of channeling my dad. And so, whilst I was on this retreat, there was this amazing man there who I'm going to be interviewing very shortly as the second half of this podcast. Um, his name is Gary, and um, he is a dad, and his daughter was also there on the retreat, as was the stepmom and. The daughter's partner and another family friend of theirs, so they were ca- they were there as a family unit. Um, there's all kinds of synchronicities that I'm going to tell you about shortly when Gary is here, and basically I received such a massive dad healing through Gary being there, and I honestly think that he is an angel sent from heaven from my dad um, to help me heal this wound. And to help me see it from a dad's point of view. And so today I am going to be interviewing Gary, who is just an amazing human in his own right. And he holds a huge amount of dad codes. And he's such an amazing presence in my life and everyone's life that I've seen him be in. Um, yeah, and I wanted to share the DAD codes with you. So I have no idea what's going to come out of this episode, but I'm super excited to interview Gary and see how it goes. So welcome, Gary.
0: Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to be uh, <laughs> to be involved.
1: It's so good to see you again after, I don't know, is it like two months since we were in Peru? Uh,
0: yeah, it will be now. Yeah we've been home a month we've been back in New Zealand a month so um and it was a month before that yeah so it is it's a couple of months seems wow. like a lifetime ago
1: Oh my gosh so the reason that i wanted to bring Gary on to share his dad codes with you is because um pretty much from the moment we met in Peru i was just like i don't know i feel like you hold such like a warm loving safe, masculine presence. And as soon as I met you, I was like, just like, he's amazing. I want to be like, oh, I know I'm going to be like best friends with him. So as it turned out from the retreat, Art, like me and Kim in Peru and your family, we just all gravitated together for the whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah. And I've explained a little bit about this, Gary, already, but I received such a huge father wound healing from the medicine and from your family and from you and yeah it just felt right to have this conversation and see where it goes and see what what codes of yours we can extract and can help the people listening
0: well yeah no as to say when we when we met up together it was uh we gelled so easily and um I mean sure we're you know in a, a like-minded tribe of people but um it was just easy time. The whole environment was just so 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 meant to be um and you know as we say with life there's no um coincidences you know we we were there for a reason and and even to have met you and and kimmy and stuff and and other girls as well that were there um that were in exactly the same situation and um it was such a it's it was a beautiful thing
1: absolutely yeah these dad codes were not they were not just channeled to me. They were literally channeled to everyone. <laughs> I think everyone got an upgrade through you, Gary, at that retreat.
0: Yeah, well, it was a sort of a privilege for us. To, I mean, certainly with Kim as well, you know, with my partner, you know, um, she's seven years younger than me, but, you know, I'm 62 now. So it's, um, it's like we've, we've had experiences and, um, and we've been through things that, um, that we can share and we want to share. And But the, the beautiful thing is by being involved with young people like yourselves and, and um, is that we have to upgrade ourselves to be able to relate to you guys. And that's what we want to be. We don't want to be old and dinosaurs. We want to be upgraded and, and, um, and kept up to date. So therefore, you know, we can have these conversations and, yeah. and want to be, and, and be in each other's presence, you know, which is, which is huge for us. And so for Kim and I, it was a, it was a lovely time. Um, and, you know, with the experiences that we've got, if we can shortcut or help, you know, someone, someone to be able to um, navigate this crazy game of life in a, in a slightly easier way or uh, in a different way that is more conducive to them, you know, having a better time or it's, it's, it's a huge win for us, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I love the fact that you said it was a lovely time as we we're all puking into buckets <laughs> for seven days. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, it's ignorant bliss is a a good thing at times because, I'm, (laughs) yeah, I'm not sure how I'd go the next time knowing what was coming.
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I've actually recorded a whole episode about the medicine journey in Peru. So if anyone's thinking, what are they on about? Definitely go back and check out that one. Also, we had, like, like you said earlier, there are no coincidences. And just to kind of name some of these synchronicities. So we all end up on this retreat in Peru, the middle of nowhere in Peru. And we end up chatting. And quite quickly, your family say to us, you know, we only booked on this last week. It was just, we happened to be in Peru and we were talking with Regan and we didn't even know. And we didn't know really particularly what the medicine was, but we ended up here. So you, you lot booked on last minute and... I got talking to Sammy, your daughter, and instantly hit it off with Sammy and all everyone just instant, like just like soul recognition, love this lot, here for it. And then like a day in, I'm walking along the path going back to my room and Sammy was in front of me and I see her walking along and somehow my brain recognized her from the back. And I realized that a month previously, we were all in Tulum. We didn't know each other then. And we were actually in the same CrossFit class.
0: Yeah, no, that was bizarre.
1: (laughs) And not only that, but I only ever went to one CrossFit class, which was your guys' last day before you left. Little did we know you were going to Peru and so was I. And then as it went on, the retreat you know we were all doing these medicine ceremonies and then we would sit and have big breakfasts and lunches and chat and integrate and so next thing (laughs) we work out (laughs) that your your son is is called Tom and I'm like that's so weird my brother's called Tom and then like another few days later I was like how weird is this you know there's all these synchronicities we've met before. You didn't even know you were coming in. The next thing I'm getting all these dad codes through Gary and like family constellation. Like that's another story. And then next thing I was like, I think it was Sammy said, what's your brother's middle name? And I went William and everyone was (laughs) like, no way. (laughs) Your son is called Thomas, Thomas William. What are the odds of that?
0: I know. I know it's, it's bizarre. It really is. It is. Uh, it's a wacky game. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the big thing is, is that what I say a lot um, with things is that you know, you, you we couldn't have written a script.
1: Absolutely. So as well, because we were drinking the sacred plant medicines, which have you see all of how these pieces slot together in the most crazy way, in the most bonkers way, and I was just being shown over and over again, like there's a reason that. You know, I because in the medicine, I don't know if you've had the same experience, Gary, but I'm always shown that I am literally creating, I'm the center of my universe and creating everything around me, including tiny little interactions, including everyone that's around me, like I've manifested them for a reason. And I was being shown how I've manifested you being there and Kim being there as like the stepmom healing and Sammy being there and just everything. I was like, oh my gosh. And not to mention that we were on San Pedro when I initially got the dad codes, and that was my dad's name.
0: Oh, wow. Peter.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically um, just being in that space, it was a lot of like divine masculine healing because I had some really great conversations with Wampa as well and other men in there. And I had this big conversation with Wamper about um, sacred union and how him and Regan met. Uh, that was really healing. Spoke about that in another podcast and um, yeah. And then speaking with you and seeing how you interact with Sammy and, you know, Sammy also is like a, a blonde, curvy woman, which is also no surprise as well. So it's like, yeah. I'm literally seeing all these pieces and then, we go into the medicine and 10 hours in or something, we were laughing our heads off because remember with the coca leaves. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And yeah. it was super funny. And then it kind of like chilled out after this nighttime ceremony. And we we're all just kind of lying on the floor. And I remember at one point I was kind of we were all lying on you. We were you were literally like this, and we were all lying, like with our heads on you and this kind of thing. And as soon as my head touched your chest and I could see the open ceiling with all the stars and I was on this San Pedro I just instantly got all of these messages and started to cry and you just that was when the dad codes got invented because you were just like saying the perfect thing I don't know how if you know how perfect those things were but can you remember what you said
0: not really, but it was, um, <laughs> I know the moment though was, it was great. Cause yeah, I was actually lying on Sam yeah, and then you were lying and Kim was there as well. And, and we we're all, yeah, it was, it was just such a, um, a ch- nice chilled out time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing I think I'd started to cry and Kim was a bit like, oh, are you okay. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm getting like a download from my dad and, and you were kind of listening and, um, The first thing you said was, um, it will be such an honor to be your dad. And I was like, yeah, and I was just like, oh, my God. You know, it's weird. Like, you don't even know you need to hear something until you hear it. And then you're like, oh, I needed to hear that. And then I think the next thing you said was, um, you know, it's such a shame that your dad actually got to miss out on all of these things that you are and i was like i oh, yeah i never even really thought of that you know it's kind of obvious but i'd never he- i'd never heard that and not from like a dad figure and then the next thing you then started talking about how daughters or young women They just need, it's not that hard. Like they just need presence and love and kindness and kind of going through all these things. And I was just like, yeah, that's what we need. That's what we need. That's what we need. And it's funny because like, I may have been told these things a million times before. I don't think I have. But hearing it from you in that particular environment with Sammy there, with this sacred medicine, with like the kind of channeling, my my own dad being there and like him telling me specifically that you are here to channel these things from him to me i was literally like oh my god i was just bawling my eyes out
0: <laughs> yeah you yeah, know it was a it was an it was a lovely moment but the thing is it really isn't that difficult the the thing is when sam was born um i mean i know at the time i wasn't ready to have children. You know, I we hmm. was sort of like 34, 32, maybe 32. And it was, it was a, um, a, a strange time. But then when Sam was born, I went, oh, my goodness, this is the most perfect thing I've ever seen in my life. And she had 10 fingers and 10 toes. And I felt, I remember feeling the whole, that whole sense of bliss, of absolutely, you know, a, a euphoria that I had this, you know, and she was. And so from then on, it was like I was, I was smitten. It was, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, um, and so all I wanted to do was spend as much time with her as I could. So when I went off to the hardware place or if I went off to the rubbish dump, I just took it. It was, seemed the most natural thing in the world. And so she had a little pair of dungarees on. I used to carry around, like the straps at the back were like a handle that I could just drag her around by, you know, like I could carry her around by, like she was like, you know, a little superwoman. And, um, and so we had this bond that was just so... So easy, but so natural. Um, but I think it came from the fact is that um, one thing you can't give anybody, you know, if you give people focus and give them your time, that's the most precious thing you can give them. And we have this relationship today that is, I think was all born from that, from the fact is, is that we just had this time together that was so precious. And I think, you know, especially girls, the, their father influence is so important on them at an early age. If they don't get certain things, and she was, I'm no psychologist or whatever. I mean, because there's no rule book playing this game. But I just it for whatever it happened by default or just that the fact is is that I just, I just wanted to be with her, that we have developed this relationship that is it is amazing. Um, and I think it was all because of the the interaction we had at an early age. And uh, I sort of found it was just the most natural thing in the world to do whereas and maybe i was lucky or blessed or whatever that um i had the time to spend with her but i also had the desire and i think the desire was a huge thing at the time because honestly i i'd never seen anything so delightful in my life as uh, you know when she was you know when i you know, had her to play with
1: yeah so i think what's really inspiring is like, you, as a family, you lot are all so awake and you're so, con- you know, conscious and aware and just here for it, which I love. And yeah, like to see you in your dad role, just doing the whole thing is this strong, safe, powerful, masculine, and just like really providing and really like, I've never, I like, I've seen you so many times in that time we spent together where you were just so happy when you were, like, sorting something out for someone or getting someone, you know, an extra potato at dinner or getting everyone's seat cushions and just, like, making sure everyone's okay and you're just like, yeah, and we're all like, oh, my God, thank you so much.
0: <laughs> it's the <Yeah>. dark codes. <laughs> well, no, that's right, exactly, and it's um – um. And it does come naturally. It's not like it's a forced thing. I don't have to even think about it. It's a lovely place to be because um, shivers. You know, as they say, you know, we can't change the world, but we can change somebody's um, something small in somebody's life that can make a huge difference. Mm. There's something, you know, is going back to basics. There's a lot said for being simplifying life. I mean, there's so much stuff that we can complicate life with, but doing the simple things and the small things are a lot more meaningful in the long run, mm-hmm. then fleshy uh, the big flashy stuff. You know what I'm saying?
1: I agree. There's another dad code right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I basically, halfway through the retreat, I was like, Gary, you need to start a, a website called dadcodes.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my idea is that every day or however it plays out that you basically tell all the women that either don't have a dad or don't have the dad that they wish they had or have lost their dad or, you know, the dad isn't available for them or whatever it is, whatever the father wound is and that you channel like dad codes to them and basically tell them things that they need to hear from a dad.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is though, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, um, I see that, you know, when we spoke about it, I thought it was hilarious to start with, but in fact, Even with the conversations that we had is that um, stuff that comes naturally, you know, that, that I sort of feel naturally is, is certainly, I mean, is devoid. You know, there, there is a, a big gap in that. Mm-hmm. And the, the crazy thing is, is, it's not hard. But the thing is, I think with this whole society and the way that we, we move around the planet and do things now, Gina, is that we've gone away from the things that really matter. To have some assurances or just somebody there that that you know that you can relate to because the thing is for you girls especially you know the first person that you trust you love you you know you identify with as a male as your father figure and the, the trouble is so many fathers now are, are so busy trying to create this life that they think that their family wants or needs and uh but then though it removed for them to do that you know financially and stuff they removes them from the family Mm-hmm. Or from their family environment, yeah. and so, um, so therefore, there's there's that disconnect for a start. So to get that reconnected again for girls that you know that and and um, uh, that don't have that uh, that connection with their father, I can see it's a huge thing because it really does, um, you know, transfer into your adulthood. As you, you know go forward and in a whole lot of areas, you know, the way that you, you know, you're emotionally, the way that you react with other relationships and ready, ready, rah. So it is a huge thing, you know, it's a, it's a really important piece of the link that helps you. And the thing is all you girls, and it, the, the beautiful thing is it's so simple. All you have to do is for you, you know, as a girl is to feel special, mm-hmm. you know, and if your dad can't make you feel special, well, then shivers, you know, it's going to be really difficult for a partner to make you special feel special as you get older mm, yeah you know and, and and it's not I mean for me it's not difficult because of course when Sam was born I mean she was you know it, it just seemed the most natural thing in the world to do see I was I was really lucky myself because I had a father that I always felt was amazing not that he was present which is an interesting thing because when we were younger you know he was working double shifts at a at a pulp and paper mill here in New Zealand and, and he was always out, away rowing and doing things. But as I got into my teenage years and I started rowing and we spent a lot more time in each other's company, I sort of felt we had this bond that was really special. And so I, I, had, a, I had a good role model, I felt. But one of the things that, that I also found from him, which was the reverse, was that because he never spent time with me when I was younger, I wanted to spend time with my kids.
1: Yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. And so I guess it's worth pointing out, you know, not all dads have the privilege that, you know, that, well, my dad had, and you and certain dads, and some people don't even have a dad, and being able to have the time and not having to work the double shifts. And, you know, there's a lot of things in here that, um, Yeah, I I, I believe that we choose our parents. So, you know, I think Sammy chose well. I think you chose well.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I,
1: I think I chose well as well in some ways because it's made me who I am today. And another thing that I just want to mention is I did a few years ago, I did a healing session. Well, I received a healing session from a friend of mine in Bali. And it's a kind of a bit of like a family constellation thing. And basically, it's a whole process, but it gets you to see how, um, like, I craved the love of my father. Usually in a family, you either crave the love of your mother or your father. And for me, it was my father. And so he craved the love of his mother. And often it goes like that, like one, the other, the other, the other.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: And so what this process helped me to see is that um, my dad craved the love of his mother and by him not being fully present in my life, consciously or subconsciously, I ended up with the most incredible bond with my mother, which is what he always wanted. He gave me that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually like, A really beautiful I guess reframe of something that can be quite hard um yeah so I've ended up with like the most incredible bond with my mother and you know who knows what would have come if if it had been the other way around who knows
0: yeah that's right yeah um, the the thing is though, I still think a lot of um this whole relationship thing can be certainly confused a lot is one of the things that, you know, your dad did is because there's no rule book, he thought he was doing the right thing for, for the family by providing mm-hmm. for you and and di ra rah. And of course that took him, that was the disconnect that you had from the, you know, and you didn't have the time and whatever, you know, you would you would have liked to have had. But the thing is, is that there's a lot of hats to be worn on both sides, you know, like, and especially from a, from a male point of view. So one minute you're supposed to be the provider for the family. And you've got to be able to put a roof over their head. And, you know, and then you've also got to be able to you know, um, supply the, the groceries and or the income. And, and, uh, and I know it goes both ways now. It's a lot different to how it was, you know, two generations ago. But the generation that we bought, got brought up with was the same age as, you know, because I'd probably be the same age as your dad. The thing is, is that, um, you know, we always you know, felt that by doing the right thing was to provide for the family. Mm-hmm. and um, but then as I say one minute you're supposed to be the provider and the next minute you're supposed to be this loving husband and then next thing you've got to be this caring father figure mm-hmm. to your children and then you've got to then someone breaks into the house and then you've got to be you know uh, the big protect the protector and you know and, and, so, and yeah. <laughs> yeah so the father's got all these hats he's trying to put on and after a while it gets confusing to which hat he's actually got on and you know and then all of a sudden you know he's got to think oh you know, shivers, okay, I forgot to bring the flowers home, you know, and so um, I'm not being the the loving husband anymore. And, you know, so, and a lot of confusion can be created by, but him thinking, well, at least if I do something right, I've done, you know, and so, you know, the, the easiest way is to, and especially with the male ego as well, meaning, you know, to provide, it seems the most natural thing to do, but all of the other stuff is really difficult you know, if it doesn't come naturally, you know what I mean? I was lucky I just that I, I don't know why, but Sam just blew me off my feet and, you know, and I just, you know, was, you know, just wanted to be there, you know? There's a lot of confusion about how many, you know, what hat you got to wear at the right time. So for a father, it is a difficult job as being a mother. I mean, Shiva's mother's, you know, she's got so many balls in the air at any one time, you know?
1: Mm, Yeah. So what would you like women to know? who are watching this who don't have the loving relationship with their father for whatever reason that they crave or wish they had?
0: I would say go within first. I mean, what we've learned and, um, and certainly what I believe to be true is that if they can work out how to love themselves first and be very comfortable in their own skin and very confident with themselves and be happy to be them and love themselves, then that's the best place to start. It will transmit out. It just does. Don't mm-hmm. tell me how it does. I don't understand. So we have it like this quantum physics. It just does wacky things. Yeah. But it's got to start from within. And, okay. and sometimes it's a lot harder to do than, you know, it's very easy to say that. But um, some people's life journey is to find that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, and, but it's got to come from within. And generally, I mean, what Kim tells me a lot too is she said, you know, your family is the most challenging thing in the world. And the thing is what they come up with is being mirrored back at us. So, You know, the, the things that we need to, to be able to see in ourselves. So, and it, but I, I think it's the same with anything. I mean, to take the time and to try and improve yourself rather than wanting other people around you to change is probably the most important thing. See, I I've got a disconnect with my mum, and you know how you were saying earlier how you know you wanted this love from your dad, and I had the same thing. I wanted, and you also, your dad wanted it from your mum, from his mum. Mm-hmm. Well, I sort of wanted it from my mum. The trouble is, is that with the misconception, my mum is a very um, her love language is acts of service. So when I was growing up, her thing was acts of service. But she wasn't this loving, cuddling, come patting me on the head and telling me how good I was type person. Shit, shit. I mean, you know, that's the, she's like the furthest thing on the, you know, from that. But her acts of service were misconstrued from me as not having this loving thing going on. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. So yours must be touch and words of affirmation then.
0: Well, yes and no. Um, I mean, Shivers, you want it all. I mean, you know, fill your boots, meaning all these love languages. It's nice to have, you know, it's nice to have all of them, you know, at, to a degree, but I don't know what my main one is. But the thing is, is that um, it, it depends on how you determine what the love whole love thing is, you know, whether you want time. I mean, whether the girls, you know, whether you want time with your father, whether you want – his focus or whether you want his words of affirmation, oh, you've done well, you're doing well and whatever. Um, it depends on how that looks. My thing was time. I mean, I just spent time with Sam, you know, with Samantha, and she was, and it was just, um, but it was easy time. I mean, it came naturally. It wasn't, there was nothing. Um, and I I made the time. See, the, I had the desire to want to spend the time as well. Yeah. Um, that, that was a big thing. You know what I mean?
1: I think you're touching on something really interesting here, Gary, because I've definitely spoken about love languages in terms of relationships, but I've never really particularly considered love languages in terms of like father-daughter or mother-daughter. And actually that would be a really cool exploration because that's how we receive love, you know, and we can edit that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I'm going to do that with my mum. I bet hers is gifts. She loves buying me gifts.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, what Kim's done a lot um, since she's been home, and she's done it with herself, and she's done it, she did it with me as well, and she's done it with her son. But she sat him down and actually um, did the, because he's got a, a disconnect with his father. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know the, the exercise we did with the three pillows yeah. or the three stations. So she sat him down and said, Okay, your father's sitting there. How's your relationship with your father?
1: Yeah, what John was
0: saying. Say? You know, we did we did the exercise with money. Yeah. So she did anyway, she did the exercise with Bryn. Um, here's your father. You tell him how your relationship is. Wow, she said it was incredible. It was so powerful, it was great. It's very interesting to be able to see how if you know, with if, if daughters or you know, girls out there put themselves in a situation where they talked to their father and told, you know, about their relationship, but then also put themselves in their father's seat you know looking back and i mean you know some fathers could go shivers you know you're a sport little brat you know you're this you're that you know i've provided all this stuff and and you think i'm an an idiot and you know and how did that come about and all i've ever wanted was the best for you and you know ready ready ra you know so it would be an interesting exercise but i but kim kim was been fizzing on it because she's done it and um you know where i'm coming from
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And yeah, to stack on that, when we were in the retreat, um, we actually did a family constellation, which is essentially like an even bigger version of that, um, where basically I got to choose who I wanted to play my dad. So of course, I chose Gary, who I wanted to play me. So I chose Sammy who I wanted to be, you know, my, my mom, my stepmom, my whoever else was there. And then basically they all talk to each other and it sounds wacky, but so much comes out of it because they don't even know these people, but for some reason they just know what to say. And yeah, it's, it wasn't it crazy.
0: It was. And that was really powerful actually, because yeah, I played your dad. Yeah. and what are the, I mean, the main thing with that was when I was asked, you know, what I felt and I just said, I feel like I'm. Um,
1: I think it was, a, I thought I was doing the right thing.
0: thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been um, sort of misrepresented here. I'm the good guy and yeah. I oh, wanted to be the good guy. And yet I'm seen as the bad guy. How'd that happen? You know? Yeah. And, uh, and I did my best and, and it's, and, uh, you know, ratty, ratty, ra. you know? So it, it, yeah, it's a, it was a really powerful exercise.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So I think what you just touched on there, Gary, is gold because it's easy, especially if the dad isn't present. And of course, this can all be the mum as well. Like we're talking about it in dad codes today. We'll do another episode with another guest on mum codes. Um it's easy, especially if someone's not present or they've died, or they're emotionally unavailable, or even if they're just on a different frequency that you don't feel you can be full self or you can't have a proper conversation or they don't get you. It's really easy to be like, they're not very good. They weren't good to me. They did this, they got it wrong. They gave me trauma, whatever it is. And then what you're saying is to actually see it from the other point of view, because let's be honest, everyone's always doing the best with what they've got available. And that best might be horrific, but it's like seeing it with a compassionate edge and seeing where we can forgive. And this, I mean, this is the work that I do with the self-love work because it all affects how we love ourselves. And, you know, it's a massive piece, but I think you really nailed it.
0: Yeah. There's so much confusion. And the trouble is, is that, you know, we've all got these beliefs and these limiting beliefs that we bring forward, trying to get over them sometimes to move forward is really difficult. And it's incredible, like a story that I really enjoyed, like I went to an Anthony Robbins conference for like six days in Surfers Paradise. And he was telling us a story about this, uh, he was at this barbecue and this lady was, um, uh, this girl was actually cooking some sausages and she cut them all in half. But she cut them in half. She didn't cut them a long way. She cut them straight in half and was cooking them. And he said to her, how come you're cutting those sausages in half? And she said, oh, because that's what my mum did. And... He went. Oh, okay, that's cool. Anyway, her mum was at the barbecue, so he went and said to us, said to the mum, oh, "I've just been speaking to your daughter, and she's cu- she's cooking the sausages over there, and she's cutting all the sausages in half." And she said, um, uh, "But she she got that from you, so you know where did that come from?" She said, "Oh, well, that's easy. I got it from my mum, and it just got passed on." Yeah. So he actually got to talk to the to the grandmother now. The the you know the the third generation. Exactly. And uh, she was in an old people's home and he, and he said to her, how come the, um, that you cut these sausages? You know, I saw your, your daughter um, and your granddaughter and she was cooking these sausages and they were cut them in half. She said, and they got it from you. So she said, why did, why, you know, where did it come from? She said, well, that's easy. She said, I only had a small pan.
1: <laughs> oh, it's the dad jokes for me. It's the yeah. dad jokes, the dad codes and the dad jokes, but that was a good one. Yeah,
0: but I mean, that's but that's how simple it is. It just got passed down the line. So the thing is, what I'm saying with that is that, you know, there's a lot of stuff passed on to us that we have to get over. And so a lot of stuff is that, you know, with fathers especially, I'm talking as anyway. a father, yeah. you know, we take, we take stuff on that we got from our parents. And what we've got to do is work out, whether they apply today because there's so much change going on or do we just discard them and move on and breaking those limiting beliefs are huge Mm -hmm. because they're really powerful in us because we're in a period of change so much now with, with things, you know um, we've got to move with the times. And that's what's so beautiful about, you know, being able to interact with you, Gina, and and Kimmy and and all these other younger people and being away with with the the children and being able, because we have to change. There is so much change going on. If we don't change, we get left behind. I mean, I'm completely left behind in technology. That completely, I can't join the dots in how this stuff works. I've become resistant to it as well, which is, is not great. Yeah. But. It's just the way it is. So and so now when I want to do something, I just hand it to one of the kids, which is pathetic, but it's true. (laughs) But I've upgraded myself in other areas. So I'd rather keep be kept young in other parts of my life by being able to talk and react with, you know, interact with you guys and have a great time and laugh and go swimming and, you know, I don't know, whatever. Just mess around, you know. It's great. It's just cool, you know?
1: It is cool. Well, I am especially grateful for all of the dad codes that I received. And I know there's like at least 10 other women on that retreat who also received the dad codes and the dad healing through you. Um, So thank you for being that powerful dad code holder in this world for us. And all these codes you've just shot out to all the women on my podcast. Um, Thank you for being an amazing guest, Gary. Is there anything you want to... Close with any final Gary wisdom or anything like that?
0: No, not other than just we've all got a responsibility to ourselves, I think, is to work out how we can love ourselves. And when we can do that, I think we've um, solved some of one of the mysteries in life. So for whatever reason, and I don't know why, there's so much torment that we deal with because we we haven't mastered that yet. Mm. Boom, that was... Yeah, on so, brand. I'd, <laughs> so i'd chase a, i'd go after that working out how you can you know really how you can um just spend the time on yourself to be able to really and it's 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 easy to say and very difficult to do but it's worth the time and the energy is to is to to work that out because that gives you a um a huge leg up going forward in life
1: absolutely so Um, A couple of ways that you can do that are change your environment, go on a go on an adventure, like it doesn't have to be out of this country, give yourself some time, some spaciousness, like the space between is where we can kind of like, go inside and love ourselves, essentially.
0: That's right. Yeah, but spend the time on yourself, you know. Um, no. And then if you don't if you if you if you can't do that because it 's very easy to to have this whole distraction thing where you're giving your energy out to other people and giving your time and stuff and then being devoid of of it yourself, take the time on yourself i mean it used to be called selfish i think it's um it's it's necessary now you know i think it's it, it always was necessary i mean i don't know who came up with this whole phrase of being selfish but um you want to be yeah, you've you've gotta you've gotta treat yourself. If you're not gonna treat yourself, who the hell is, you know, go after that. Just um fill your boots and treating yourself and then see what happens. Boom. it'll it'll transpire, you know, like it just it just feeds out into the into the ether, into the universe.
1: Oh yes, yeah, amazing. Such a great finale. Thank you so much, Gary. Appreciate your time and your wisdom. And yeah, so much love to all of your family.
0: Yeah, thank you, it's been a pleasure.
1: If you've loved this podcast, if you have taken anything away, then do everybody a favor and please share it. Leave a five-star review. This will help us to get noticed, to get seen, and for more of the right people to hear it.
0: The, the only thing I know is that, well, one of the things I, I believe in is that there always should be a parent at home with the children, mm. you know, and, but the trouble is now with this, you know, wanting, you know, um, mm. not only do you want a house now, but you want a family home and you want the latest car and you want overseas trips and stuff shivers. It's, there's this big demand on the factors is, is that people have got to, you know, like both now the men and the, you know, the, the male and the female are trying to provide, and so what happens, a whole family unit falls apart because, um, to a degree, because they don't have that, that one person that, that when the children are at home, to be at home and be focused on them. Mm-hmm. You know? and, so, and certainly, I mean, I don't, uh, you know, I don't care what you say, it's got to be the hardest job in the world. And it's the most thankless job in the world, but it's the most satisfying to actually have um, to be a parent. Like, for example, I've got a stepdaughter. So Samantha's got a half sister and she's absolutely delightful and and she's lovely. And I met her and and so she was seven years old when I came into her life. And so she was, it's always been a big challenge for her to provide for herself financially. And anyway, she um, was going on one day about finances and I said to her, and you know how she was just sick of being broke and rah, rah, rah. And I said, "Well, I'm, I've got a, a classic situation here. I said how I can sort this out for you." And she said, "What's that?" I said, "Well, why don't you sell your son?" I said, "If you go on eBay, you might be able to sell him. You might be able to get five hundred thousand or a million dollars for him, um, you know, to the right person." She went, "Are you mad?" You know, that's where she was at. And I said to her, "Well, it would solve your problem." And she said, "Well, I'm going to do that. That's crazy." And I said, "Well, then, shut up and just be thankful that you've got your son, because he's he's worth that to you. So just work with that." <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you've got
1: your son. Be be thankful.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now she's got two sons and a daughter. But anyway, the thing is, is that you know, you know what I'm what I'm saying. I mean, we could take care of her financial situation, but shivers, you know. Um, Because one thing she did, you know, she, she was, um, yeah, she's got three lovely kids. Mm. So so anyway, that's the blessing in itself. And she just hasn't worked out this financial thing yet.
1: Mm. Yeah. So what would you say to, what would you say?